Quality Data Advisor. Today, I'm here with Dr. Valerie Brutus. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure to be here. I can talk a little bit about myself. My name is Dr. Valerie Brutus. I'm a breast surgical oncologist who specializes in breast cancer care at St. Vincent Medical Center at Hartford HealthCare. We're very excited to have you. As a medical oncologist, how do you incorporate genetic testing and risk into your treatment decisions? So all the patient that comes to us gets what's called a risk assessment, where they have a detailed questionnaire that helps us, you know, assess their risk. And anyone who qualifies, you know, that we feel like benefits from genetic testing is referred to a genetic counselor. Um, knowing one's risk, you know, is extremely important. So far, it's only 5 to 10% of breast cancer that are associated with known genetic mutation, but it definitely affects the recommendation that we make, not only for surgery, but also treatment options like chemotherapies, because it all takes really into consideration this person's own you know, genetic, genetic risk. So we, we refer the patient, we encourage them to get genetic testing, and then we, that help us you know, guide them and to make the best decision about their cancer care. So what are some of the strategies that you implement to minimize symptoms and optimize quality of life for patients with breast cancer? We have a very good support team. So when a patient is diagnosed, not only, you know, we are a team of experts that are here to support our patient, but we also have social service or nurse navigator that are here to guide the patient, you know, throughout their treatment. So as the patient is being treated, you know, they get counseled and um, nutrition. We always try to encourage patients to keep, you know, their normal routine as possible. You know, they get assessed for emotionally support. Um, some patients are very lucky to have good, you know, support within their friends and loved ones, other benefits from going to support group. We have virtual support group. Some people also benefit from having one-to-one -one counseling. So with continual assessment, that's how we, you know, we help our patient. Um, once they're done with the treatment, there's also, you know, a constant assessment as they're going. So every time a patient comes for follow-up, you know, these are questions that we ask, how are you doing? And we want to know, you know, it's not only that how you're doing is like, is the cancer has come back, but how are you dealing for being a breast cancer survivor, how you're incorporating, you know, your history into your work. And this is where, you know, we always help patients to try to, you know, live the best life they can. So something that we always tell people is eat healthy. So, you know, lots of fruit and vegetable, low fat diet, processed food is never a good idea. You know, for those who are smoking, we encourage them to stop smoking. And we have, you know, different clinic that refer them to, to help them with that. Um, alcohol is the same thing, you know, definitely in moderation. And we always encourage patients, you know, to try to have an active exercise program. So our post-op patients are always referred to, you know, a physical therapist. And we also, you know, have an integrated medicine program that helps patients with relaxation, acupuncture, you know, as needed. And those services are not only offered, you know, during, but also after treatment, regardless of how long the treatment was completed. So how have the challenges of the COVID-19 pandemic impacted screening and treatment for patients with breast cancer? So the COVID pandemic, unfortunately, you know, had leads to a very sharp, you know, decline, you know, in cancer screening. For breast cancer specifically, you know, there's some data suggesting that about 3.9 million, you know, women did not have breast cancer screening. Um, in my practice, what I'm seeing so far is that, you know, patients tend to present with, you know, more advanced cancer. And the story that we always, you know, that we get is that, you know, I, 
felt something, I wasn't sure, I was afraid to go check it out. You know, with COVID, some people also had issues with finance and insurance companies. So we're seeing patients present, you know, at later stage. For patients, you know, who had to be treated, you know, during the pandemic, we also had to sort of modify our treatment algorithm. You know, for example, most of the time with early breast cancer, surgery was offered, you know, as a first step of treatment, but we're not, you know, we, we were very limited into doing, you know, non-life-threatening surgery. So treatment were modified, you know, just to help patient, you know, go through. But so far, we're happy to be back. And we put this behind us. But I really want to encourage, you know, people to resume their cancer screening because it's very important. You know, when cancers are discovered at early stage, this is when the chance of cure and survival are the greatest. So don't wait. <laughs> Start now. So in your practice, have any other changes been implemented to counteract the challenges of the pandemic? Oh, yes. There are many changes that we have implemented. You know, first of all, it's, it's the safety of our staff and, and our patient. You know, we followed all the guidelines that are recommended for the CDC to minimize, you know, um, transmission risk. So everybody wears a mask. All the staff, we have daily questionnaire and assessment for COVID symptoms. We have, you know, as soon as Connecticut required, all the personnel was vaccinated and the compliance rate has been extremely high among our staff. So these are things that, you know, we offer with amongst ourselves. And we also have support, like, you know, for example, if someone is sick, we have backup available to make sure that, you know, the flow of the work is not disrupted if someone, you know, would need to be sick or treated, you know, for COVID-19. For our patient themselves per se, you know, we reach out, we call patient, we offer virtual visit, you know, as needed. It's just for us to make sure that the patient, even if they come, they cannot come in, you know, the fact that they can talk to someone or have a virtual visit if needed, just to make sure that, you know, we're still monitoring them and caring for them as needed. Well, thank you so much for sharing all this great information with us. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. Thank you for listening to Oncology Data Advisor. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you'll never miss an episode. In addition to our podcast, the Oncology Data Advisor site features expert perspectives and news stories on the latest in cancer research and treatments, all found at oncdata.com.